Welcome to Words of Wisdom Podcast. I'm Minerva Maharaj, a former NBA Toronto Raptors dancer turned certified spiritual life coach, author, and founder of Goddess of Wisdom Spiritual Life Coaching. Each week, I'll be bringing you practical spiritual tools, tips, meditations, and interviews with powerful thought leaders. My intention is to bring you one step closer to the life you've been dreaming of. If you are joining us for the first time or have been a loyal follower, I thank you for being here. There is something in you calling out for more, so it's not by accident you've landed here. Now, let's get connected to the beautiful life that awaits you. Welcome everybody to another episode of Words of Wisdom. And keeping with our theme for this month of self-love, I thought we need to bring on a relationship expert. So I thought of the best that I know in my circle, Josephine Carmela, an award-winning transformational empowerment and relationship coach. Josephine helps female entrepreneurs achieve breakthroughs in their personal growth and development by helping them successfully navigate love relationships in order to experience healthier love, harmony, fulfillment. She's a certified NLP practitioner, relationship and mind-body therapeutic coach. Josephine follows principles of somatic psychology for a mind, body, spirit, emotion, holistic approach to enable transformation for her clients that draws on her training in multiple disciplines, including Alexander Technique, Felden Karis, <laughs> I say that right, method, um, dance method therapy, ooh, dance movement therapy, love that, I'm a dancer, mind, body centering, kinetic awareness, health coaching, and relational modalities, amazing. You're also a co-writer for a New York Times bestselling author uh, with Marcy Schmoff, Chris and Janet Atwood, and appears in The Living legacy project honoring exceptional Canadian women. You're also the founder of the Modern Love Project, which empowers the principles of conscious communication and emotional resilience and masculine feminine dynamics. Ooh, all that stuff we love. Thank you so much, Josephine, for being on my podcast. Oh, you're welcome, Minerva. It's such a pleasure. I was, I've been looking forward to this talk so much because it's literally talking about my favorite topic with one of my favorite people <laughs> oh thank you you're the best like i'm really looking forward to this time with you too because i know you just have an abundance of wisdom around love and relationships and i know that a lot of people when they think of love it automatically goes to other people like I'm single or I'm married, I'm with a partner, and we go quick to looking outside of ourselves. So let's start there. So what is the relationship between self-love and romantic love? Oh, great question. So um, the way that I uh, guide my clients is, is, is that we are designed to love and be loved, and a healthy relationship with others starts with a healthy relationship with ourselves. So we can't really um, create, like a relationship is created. It's not something that, you know, we think, okay, we're lucky to meet the one and, you know, then things just sort of flow. No, relationships are meant to stretch us, right? They're meant to like grow us and relationships with uh, our significant others, whether we're common law, whether we're married or it doesn't matter, but people that we've chosen to spend, you know, long-term connection with, they will mimic what we grew up with because of that bonding, you know, um, 
it, that bonding experience. So what will happen is that we will get triggered with things that we haven't healed in our past. And it's that person is actually acting as a mirror for us. So, you know, if we take that perspective where, you know, these triggers, I mean, it's totally different when we're talking about abuse. Abuse is a whole other subject, right? With, with that, I'm like, put your roller skates on and run. Yeah. <laughs> but when we're talking just about like the normal uh, living day to day, um, we will get triggered. And so it's an opportunity. And I talk about creating a relationship. It's, 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 we are the masters of our relationships because we can create them in you know, moment to moment, we create like these power couples that we see, those relationships were created consciously. Right. So we either create what we want or what we don't want in our relationship with our partner. And one of the key ingredients is really, are we looking, it's an opportunity for us to look into ourselves and what is happening you know, within us that needs, what's coming up for resolution, for healing because relationships are energy dynamics. So the more we heal, the more, more we, you know, create space within ourselves, within our heart, the more we fall in love with ourselves and the more attractive we are to our self, our partner, and they back to us. Yes. Beautiful. And I, I agree with you 110% because anytime, whether it's good um, or whether it's quote unquote bad, I do look and I ask myself the question, what in, me, what in me is creating this experience? So there's something, and I love that you say that relationships is a mirror to who we are or what we need to work on. Right. Is, that what you, is that what you mean? Yeah, it's not, it's like not, it's, it's what is unresolved within us. So right. it's, it's not, you know, if things show up for us, it's an opportunity for us to do like a deep dive into, you know, what is showing up, what still needs, like what self-limiting beliefs, you know, I'm still holding that I'm, you know, my partner is giving me this opportunity to remember because if I, now if I stay in that cycle of feeling bad about that for myself, now I'm closing down and I'm, you know, um, feeling shame and guilt and all kinds of things. But really what I, what I try to help people do is to turn that story around and say, okay, no, this is an opportunity for us to look at what is this message? What is still unresolved? Because we have complete authority over ourselves, and we can absolutely heal. So I say, a lot there is there's pain there's struggle in relationship but there's also healing there's also opportunity for healing and the more we heal the more we come into wholeness for ourselves and that automatically affects the relationship too right right um another question i get a lot from from uh especially women that show up is you know my partner doesn't want to come and do this work with me and so therefore i can therefore i'm stuck and I'm like, no, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, because we're energetically connected, you know, one partner doing, doing their work on their side of the street will have a positive influence, a positive effect on the dynamic. And usually the person shifts as well, right? Now at that point, sometimes then the partner is more willing to come on board, but you don't have to start with both, both of you on, on board. Right. So, so many questions are coming up as you're talking about this. You're just so, so wise. I'm just curious, when do you know it's time to leave 
or you need to work harder, or you need to go deeper within yourself. Whatever you're the type of person that is doing all of the self-work, your partner's not growing with you. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. What's your, like, you're just on different paths. How do you know when it's time to stay or time to leave? So, so basically, it's a phenomenal question. And it's, of course, it's personal for each person. And it's a combination. It's very unique because it's a combination of what our value system is um, what our emotional needs are and our threshold for not getting our needs met. Because what happens is that, you know, um, when we're not getting our needs met, our needs are like food and water in the emotional world, right? Um, we will, when the pain, when the pain of living like this gets bigger than the pain of leaving, we will check out and we either check out physically, where we physically leave, or we check out emotionally, where we're still, you know, with the person, but we're not developing that deep bonded connection. Right. Um, so basically, it's, you know, an analysis of all these things, like, you know, I work with women that are, uh, you know, for example, someone that's really super tired, they've done their work, they're doing their work, their partner is just not budging, and there is not a big enough shift for them. Um, but they also believe in family and they believe that they want their, their kids to, they want their kids to be a little bit older before they leave. So what I say to them is, you know, make a conscious choice. It's an empowered choice to say, I'm not happy. I'm not getting my needs met, but I'm also needing to, you know, um, align with my value of family for a while so that I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I'm on my way, like making my, you know, exit strategy but I'm doing it based on my empowered choice, which is different than creating a lot of drama, right? And staying in a place of blaming the other person. It's sort of like, take your power back, get aligned to your values. And if your values are, I don't want my kids to be living like this or seeing this, then that's a phenomenal choice, right? It's an empowered choice. And, you know, as long as what I help couples do as well is to end with honor, right? Like to end because there was a time when things were good. And there was a time there was a reason for that reunion to have happened, right? There's yeah. a spiritual, a spiritual coming together. And because, you know, um, things are not going well, it doesn't mean that there wasn't, you know, respect at one point, there wasn't love at one point. So why do we have to end things in a, in an unhealthy way? So right. the transition can be you know, and a conscious transition, a healthy transition, right? Yeah, which I think is how it quote unquote should be because I feel like if you don't end it in a healthy conscious way, no matter what happens, you carry that within the next relationship. That means you're not looking within yourself and not growing from it, but possibly repeating the same type of relationship. Is that true? Exactly, exactly. That's why one of the keys to look for that's why, first of all, you know, second and third marriages or uh, relationships have a high, you know, separation rate as well, because we don't clean up the past, right? We don't do our work in, you know, uh, analyzing what, what, what went wrong, like, why didn't that work for me? And we just, you know, have this belief that, okay, someone new is going to make it better. And it's like this sense of, you know, um, our soulmate will be, will complete us, right? Our soulmate relationships are sometimes really uh, challenging, challenging, right? They, <laughs> they push us, they push us to, yeah. to just, you know, to grow because we're designed to grow. So absolutely, it, that's why 
the more we look at what's happening within ourselves, right? This is one of the early signs that we could um, have complete control over. If we haven't done our cleanup work, let's say, yeah. um, and we're kind of starting to notice patterns again, or we're starting to feel certain things the same, the same way, it's often not about the other person. It's what, you know, we're experiencing within ourselves. It just, sh it just shows us that we have a little bit more work to do, right? So perspective is so important, right? Not to get lost in the emotional um, drama of, you know, he's doing this or she's doing this to me, or it's, you know, that's more of like giving your power away. Yes. What I help people do is to step into their power and take that back and, and do their, you know, be their, be in their own higher alignment. Yes. Ooh, love it. So I'm just curious, how did you get into, or how did you become so wise in this area? Is there a story you could share with us? Is it personal experience? Is it something you observed? Yeah. So this is a really great question. Um, for me, I think that from the time I was 12 years old, I knew that I didn't know it consciously, but I had an intuition that, you know, my path was to help other people in understanding relationship dynamics. I was fascinated by how men treated women and how women treated men. And I grew up in a, in a, um, a Italian Canadian background where, you know, there was a lot of, uh, you know, very um, lively conversation. And there was, a, you know, women at that time were not treated in the way that I, you know, we're, we're experiencing today. I mean, we still have a long way to go, but as a little kid, I was fascinated. And, you know, um, then I started working at a global company where I traveled around the world a lot. And I started, I was just fascinated by, well, how, how do Danish men and women interact and how do Greek men and women interact and how do, you know, uh, people in America, and it was just became this fascination for me. Um, I also um, thrived from a very uh, difficult, challenging 20-year relationship where I had to learn to step into my own power. And everything that I teach came from that experience. Everything that, you know, uh, unhooking from the drama, uh, unhooking from being, feeling like a victim um, and stepping into, you know, my, my sovereign power around that. And then it just started attracting other women that were going through the same experience. And I was able to share actual like solid tips and tools on how to, you know, move, move, move out of that. And, and then I just realized that this is my calling, which I kind of knew from when I was very young, but it all came together, you know, at, at, you know, when I was older and I knew that I needed to uh, deep dive into studying this. And I've been literally studying this for, uh, I would say, a good 20 years. Yeah. Amazing. I love that you were so tuned into your intuition at such a young age. Plus, I love that you use that word thrive from a 20 year relationship. Just, just that just shows, you know, the gifts in, you know, in something that most people may deem as a, a, a challenge or failure or as a negative experience. That's exactly. so beautiful. Exactly. So what are some things we can do to increase or, or take a look at ourselves to improve our relationship with ourselves whether we're in a relationship or whether we're wanting to call in a new relationship what are the important things we need to keep in mind in order to attract a divine love relationship yeah so um and this is a great question too because you're right whether you're in a relationship or whether you're not 
um, you know, again, it's just being very cognizant, knowing yourself, knowing, like really doing the deep dive and, and showing up in an authentic way, which is not as, as easy as it sounds, right? Like just, it's, it takes courage, right? To go into yourself and, and really understand what your needs are. Um, not in a way of thinking we're being needy, but in a way of like, you know what, I need to be with a partner that is emotionally open and that they are, you know, receiving what I'm saying and I'm able to, you know, connect with them on an emotional level. Like some people need that, some people don't. But if you're with a partner that, you know, you need that and that partner can't give that to you, that will cause conflict. So the more we know ourselves, the more we know what our values are, like what we, you know, stand for and, um, and what we need, like our emotional needs are like food and water in the emotional world. Like if we don't get food and water, we will starve, right? But at some point in the same way in our emotional setting, if we don't get our emotional needs met, um, whether it's from, you know, within us or whether it's within our dynamic and our relationship, we, it is that kind of starving, right? And we stay in like long-term dynamics that are not healthy for us. So I would say, you know, the more we know and give ourselves permission to, to understand who we are, what we need, and to be okay with that, the more we can communicate that, the more we can receive that back, right? Does that make sense, Manila? Completely love it. Um, and it, it's something you said about knowing your values and it's different for everybody because a, a little irk of mine, a personal, I don't know the word of it, like a personal pet peeve is when people say relationships all about trust. It's all about communication and not to say it's not, but I feel like it's different for every couple. Like what is that anchor or core value? Per couple, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because for my relationship, is yeah, it's important, but it's not even a question. For whereas for some people, it's like it has to be about communication. It is about trust. Um, so can you speak a little bit on that? Is it is are there certain pillars that every relationship has to have, or is it different for everybody? Yeah. So this is another great question because again, relationships are are they're complex, right? We're because we're individually complex. So that that's one aspect we are individuals and we are you know complex beings we have a lot of layers now you're bringing two people together that have individual you know things going on and they have a lot of layers now on top of that you're bringing in past hurts that they have either experienced in childhood or that they experienced in you know relationships prior to the one that they're in that they may or may not have cleaned up fully so it's you know so it just adds to the the, the, the complexity or the, 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 you know, every single relationship that I work with is just, there's not, it's like uh, snowflakes, there's no two alike. Um, so there is an actual, there is a template that we need to create within our, you know, our partnership, because it's like, you have to respect the person that is in front of you, how they're showing up where they're at, right? So yes, there is a uniqueness that is um, going to permeate, right? However, there are certain things that, you know, you do need to have to make a healthy relationship thrive. And, you know, some of those things are trust. Some of those things are respect. Um, you know, emotional needs are on top of the list because you can't, you can't have trust and respect if you're not really understanding the person's emotional needs, right? right. Creating emotional safety 
right? A, a bubble where I know that, you know, I can share my heart with you. I can be vulnerable with you and you're not going to judge me. You're not going to put me down. You're going to be able to receive that, right? Like we're talking about creating conscious relationships, right? We're not talking about just, you know, uh, just being okay with status quo, right? We, we need to change our, um, what we look for. You know, we've been told, lies we need to we need to look for higher standards in relationship which means that you know we show up differently right um so i would say emotional safety creating that bubble um definitely trust communication is important um and emotional needs are, are and, and aligned values right aligned values that you're going in the same direction you both want the same thing if one person wants kids and the other one doesn't and they're just having kids because they want to please the partner or please, you know, that's what they're supposed to do. That's not going to create a union that's very healthy and strong, right? Because one person is feeling like they're giving up part of themselves, right? So again, we always come back to self. We always come back to like, you know, who are we and giving yourself permission? Like, you know, we don't have to have kids if we don't want to. <laughs> You know, right. some women do and some women don't so we need to own that and know that's who we are and this way we're able to call in and to attract back in you know something that is more in alignment right love it so i know you have a little exercise planned for us on assessing our level of self-love can you tell us a little bit about it before yeah so basically um, so we talk about, you know, different, um, I'm, I'm so passionate about helping people uh, learn the early cues of when a relationship is kind of going off track, because we know the later cues, we know when it's become so unbearable that, you know, we know the relationship is in trouble. But, you know, we need love, we're born to love and be loved. So the more we can, I always say prevention is better than, you know, doing damage control. So there's a bunch of things that, you know, we need to look at that can, it can show, show us whether we're kind of going off track. And then if we stop it, then we have a much better chance of keeping that union intact and keeping that union healthy. Right. Um, and if I, I'll just go through some of those or seven, there's, and there's eight, but there's seven that are, you know, uh, about the other person. And then the eighth one is really the one about ourselves. Um, so for example, you know, your body language, like, are you noticing that, you know, your body language has shifted, right? There, there are micro shifts that, you know, I'm not open to my partner as much as I used to be. Like when a couple comes into my office and they sit the same way, they cross their leg the same way. I'm like, their body language is still attuned to each other, even though they're fighting, right? Uh -huh. but sometimes it tells me a lot, right? How are, so having that awareness with yourself, like how is my body language towards my partner? Is it open? Am I like protective? That gives you small cues, right? If you avoid time together, if you start to like find other things to be more important and you're no longer, you know, wanting to spend time, that's a, that's a cue. Being judgmental, you know, of the partner, of the person, of, you know, uh, what they're doing. It's judgment has a heavy energy, right? you're squabbling about little things those little things are never about little things they're always about something deeper yeah if you find yourself lying like lying about like you know little things that you know there's it, it, it erodes the trust erodes the transparency right um not compute not communicating about you know problems that are showing up where we just like ignoring them and pushing them under the carpet you know hoping they'll go away but not either because they've never gotten resolved in the past or because you avoid the conflict, but it's, it's, it's going to um, 
it's going to create kind of like a habit, right? Um, and physical intimacy is a really big part too. If you're noticing that, you know, you're less desiring of that, that's like a good, that's a sign. But the sign that I find the most telling really is, you know, knowing what's happening within ourselves. How do we feel about ourselves? I've noticed this myself. If I'm feeling, you know, I start having those, you know, thoughts, those negative thoughts coming in that about my, something about myself that I'm not, you know, uh, doing something good enough or whatever. I'm just more cranky. I'm projecting that out. We are always projecting outward what we're feeling inside. So, you know, it's such an important uh, awareness to kind of make a habit of because the more we do that, the more we can stop things from the, from getting bigger. So and this exercise is literally just, it's, just, it's a body-mind exercise. We live in our heads. So it's important to step into our body wisdom. And literally, it's just an exercise that's going to help us go into our body. We'll take a nice deep breath. And we're going to focus on our heart. We're going to focus on one part of our body and just see what's there because it's energy. And energy could be, you know, stuck. So we're going to just try to, like, disperse it a little bit. Okay. So excited. Okay. Awesome. Great. So if we just, you know, close your eyes and take um, just a moment to like feel the your feet on the floor and just connect to, you know, you're going inward now. And if we take a nice deep breath, we breathe shallow. So we're going to take a really deep breath and we're going to breathe into our belly. So we're really deeply connecting to our body and our body has so much wisdom. And you'll take one more in your own time, another deep breath, and you'll notice that your, your voice might change or you just start to feel more relaxed. Just allow that, just take, take some awareness around that. Take another nice deep breath into our belly. <clears throat> Good. And just bring awareness and attention to our heart area. And you can do this with any part, you know, your body is wise and it will guide you to the places that need some attention. But generally, you know, right now we're gonna just focus on our heart. And we're just gonna focus on that part of our body and, and sense it's a very quiet, soft, very powerful exercise where we're listening, we're tuning in. We're tuning into the wisdom in our body. And notice, is your, is your heart space feeling open or is it tight? Or is it feeling um, stuck? Like just, just allow your own uh, messages to come through about what's happening. Is there a color that's showing up for you? Is there a shape? Is there a sensation, a feeling? And all we're going to do is we're just going to sit with this. We're not judging it. We're not making it right or wrong, or it needs to be a certain way. We're just going to allow our body to show us what is showing up. And we're just going to sit with that sensation or that feeling or that energy. And as we focus and just sit with it, we're going to notice. I'm going to give you some time. I'm going to stop talking. 
and just allow whatever needs to show up to show up. You'll get messages, you'll get sensations. It might feel like your energy is the stuckness is sort of spreading and opening up. It might feel like it's getting stronger. Just allow, allow. Allow any shifting to just happen. We're surrendering and allowing, tapping into our wisdom, our body wisdom. Now I would normally stay here longer and have my clients stay here longer, but for the sake of timing for this recording, we can just start to pull back and come back into our space, wherever we are, come back into your, let's start from our feet and just, you know, bring our awareness from our feet up into our thighs and our knees and our bellies and our chests and our shoulders and our face and just take another quick breath and open your eyes whenever you feel called to do that. That was beautiful. So good. Do you want me to share what came up? I would love to hear that, Minerva. Absolutely. <laughs> well, it was a good feeling because my heart space felt pretty open. Um, I was seeing some light green, but I wasn't sure the color. And it, it felt airy, so spacious. And then the message was that I need my own love. And so, you know, just, I, I'm pretty good at that, but you all need a little check-in. So it's like, okay, like I love and accept myself exactly as I am. And that's one of my favorite quotes ever or affirmations ever. And it just, as I was saying that, it was just like, oh, it's just feeling so good. Cause I've been feeling so much love and excitement for so many things in my life, but sometimes we forget to give it to our own selves. So that was, that felt very nurturing. So thank you for that. And that's, I love that word. That's the whole point is that it's nurturing. You know, we, we, we spend so much time in that doing mode and that doing energy and the being, the beingness, right? There's so much wisdom within. It will literally guide us. I've had, you know, women tell me or my clients say, you know, I didn't realize how hurt I was until I tapped into my body yes. and my body was literally like, you know, I felt like it was like holding on for dear life. And so that's such important information though. That information is, is, you know, the seeds for your healing and the seeds were for your growth and your evolution, right? Yes. So within is always a great place to start. And, you know, simple, simple, but very powerful. Like we would, if I was in a session, we would stay here. You know, we would go through the whole body. We could stay here for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Yeah. But um, any, you know, this is something simple that anybody can do and just tapping in and learning to tap in quicker. You yeah. can see that it prevents things from, like if you're, 
let's say like in your heart, you're feeling like really blocked and you're protective. Well, you're going to be living that, you know, with yourself and your life and your, in your, with your partnership, right? And the person doesn't know what's going on. So sometimes just, you know, having some awareness about how you're showing up will give you the seeds to break that energy open and and you can you know call the person back in and then have like a beautiful vulnerable share which brings you closer instead of further apart yeah i love it it's so interesting i I don't know if you created that but i do something exactly like that in terms of tuning in with my clients and tuning into our body our own body wisdom because i truly believe we have the answer within and like you mentioned we always you know, we look outside of ourselves for the answers about relationships or someone else to fix it or what's going on or someone else's fault, but we really hold the answer within. And if we have like a blocked heart space or holding any resentments or, or hurts or pains, that's going to reflect outward. So the healing really does start within and just gives us so much guidance. Yes. I love it. And I just, I'm so passionate about, you know, I mean, love is worth fighting for it's you know because we're designed to love and be loved like we're social beings that's why COVID is so hard because we're we're, we're not able to connect with people it's like yes. it causes so much stress because we are social doesn't mean that we need to be in a relationship I mean some people are very happy without but the point is that we we need love and we need connection and so you know and the world needs more love and you know we need to be more in love than fear so I believe love is worth fighting for, but in the right way. Like it's not about fighting with the person. It's just about, you know, taking a stand for it, taking a stand. And, you know, I always say like, you know, don't give up on love, just learn to do it better because no one taught us how, right? We kind of like have to teach ourselves now, right? So. Oh my goodness. I can listen to you talk forever (laughs) this was so insightful it's so beautiful just what honestly our hearts needed especially for the month of february so many beautiful reminders so thank you so much josephine i'm just curious do you have anything coming up you'd like to share with our audience how can they get in touch with you to work with you absolutely so you know um you can follow me on instagram or um, on my website, there's a, you know, DMing on, on Instagram is probably the quickest way, but you can go through a contact sheet on the, on the website, on the contact page. Um, I do have a program that I'm launching um, called Live Your Best Love, and it's 12 weeks. Uh, it's a group project, and because there's so much healing that's done within when women come together, it is not a couple. It's for, you know, women that want to reconnect with their partner and do the healing on their own, on their own, um, their own track. Um, and we cover everything uh, that you need to become more empowered and reconnected with yourself so that you can reconnect with your partner. Beautiful. On website too. Yeah. So we're going to link all of Josephine's information, Instagram on our page, goddessthewisdom.ca forward slash podcast. And before we go, Josephine, would you be up to do a quick lightning round with me? I like to ask like wildfire questions and you just just feed back the first word or sentence that comes to mind. Okay. Okay. Question number one, what's your idea of a romantic date? Uh, a walk in uh, by the waterfall. Beautiful walk, like walk by the beach, walk by water. I love that. Water is your, powerful. 
Right. What's your favorite rom-com movie? Oh my God, I have so many <laughs> uh, rom-coms. Let's see, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Um, what's the one when Harry met Sally? Is that like an old, an old one? Yeah, that's a classic. Right? Yeah, I, that one's the one that comes up to me up for me right now you know i just took a stab at asking a rom-com movie i figured you're a rom-com gal like me if you're into relationships you know what i love to watch is like uh you know uh, old period pieces like uh you know uh jane austen movies and uh i loved her uh readings and uh like bridgerton and those kinds of like you know that whole it was interesting to see like in history how masculine feminine dynamics showed up right yes. and how we've evolved and now i'm so yes. fascinated by oh that. Yeah. beautiful i know bridgerton's a, it's a huge one right now yeah. what's your favorite self-love practice the one we just did okay beautiful um, but i would say uh taking you know uh, a, a beautiful uh bath with you know, candles and music and really setting up a space where i just go in and I indulge, I have music on because like sound therapy is so healing. And I always uh, reconnect with myself. I reconnect with that part of me that is, you know, so authentic and genuine. And it helps me bring her out into the world a little bit more because it's a tough, it's it takes courage to be your authentic self out there, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, this, that goes perfectly into my next question. What's your favorite thing that you love about yourself? I think I would say my compassion, um, just being compassionate for the human condition and, um, you know, having compassion for people's uh, hurts and wounds and, you know, the sense of like wanting to help them um, heal. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. And last question is, what is your proudest accomplishment to date? My kids. I knew you were going to say that. They're just beautiful. They're so beautiful, just like their mama. Well, thank you so much, Josephine. It's been an honor to have you. Any last words you'd like to say to end us off? Yeah, just, um, you know, don't give up on love. It's worth fighting for. Uh, do it, learn to do it the right way and just learn to, you know, learn to take the courage to heal and, and it will be uh, something very rewarding, right? I love it. Thank you so much. We love you so, so much. And thank you everyone awesome. for listening. And we'll see you next time on Words of Wisdom. Sending love and light.